Chapter Twenty, Irene's Clue. That same morning early, the princess woke in a terrible fright. There was a hideous noise in her room, creatures snarling and hissing and rocketing about as if they were fighting. The moment she came to herself, she remembered something she had never thought of again. What her grandmother told her to do when she was frightened. She immediately took off her ring and put it under her pillow. As she did so, she fancied she felt a finger and thumb take it gently from her palm. It must be my grandmother, she said to herself, and the thought gave her such courage that she stopped to put on her dainty little slippers before running from the room. While doing this, she caught sight of a long cloak of sky blue, thrown over the back of a chair by the bedside. She had never seen it before, but it was evidently waiting for her. She put it on, and then, feeling with the forefinger of her right hand, soon found her grandmother's thread, which she proceeded at once to follow, expecting it would lead her straight up the old stair. When she reached the door, she found it went down, and ran along the floor so that she almost had to crawl in order to keep a hold of it. Then, to her surprise and somewhat to her dismay, she found that instead of leading her towards the stair. It turned in quite the opposite direction. It led her through certain narrow passages towards the kitchen, turning aside ere she reached it, and guiding her to a door which communicated with a small back yard. Some of the maids were already up, and this door was standing open. Across the yard, the thread still ran along the ground, until it brought her to a door in the wall which opened upon the mountain side. When she had passed through, the thread rose up about half her height, and she could hold it with ease as she walked. It led her straight up the mountain. The cause of her alarm was less frightful than she supposed. The cook's great black cat, pursued by the housekeeper's terrier, had bounced against her bedroom door, which had not been properly fastened, and the two had burst into the room together and commenced a battle royale. How the nurse came to sleep through it was a mystery, but I suspect the old lady had something to do with it. It was a clear, warm morning. The wind blew deliciously over the mountain side. Here and there she saw a late primrose, but she did not stop to call upon them. The sky was mottled with small clouds. The sun was not yet up, but some of their fluffy edges had caught his light. And hung out orange and gold-coloured fringes upon the air. The dew lay in round drops upon the leaves, and hung like tiny diamond earrings from the blades of grass about her path. How lovely that bit of gossamer is! Thought the princess, looking at a long undulating line that shone at some distance from her up the hill. It was not the time for gossamers, though. And Irene soon discovered that it was her own thread she saw shining on before her in the light of the morning. It was leading her she knew not whither. But she had never in her life been out before sunrise, and everything was so fresh and cool and lively, and full of something coming, that she felt too happy to be afraid of anything. 